A sobering statistic is that 70% of initiatives fail either because there's poor change management or no change management. So again, really critical for us to look at this overall with our enablement strategy as a whole. Welcome to the State of Sales Enablement Podcast with your host, Felix Kruger. Insights and actionable advice from B2B marketing and sales experts that share what it takes to achieve sales enablement excellence. In today's episode, we have a special guest joining us to share her change management expertise. If this topic has been too dry for you today, I have good news. Our guest is going to spice things up with real-life examples and practical advice if you're looking to drive change in your organization. You'll learn about the common phases of a change management project driven by sales enablement and get insider tips on what to do and what not to do. Plus, she will be sharing some of her favorite frameworks and resources to help you on your change management journey. So grab your coffee or adult beverage of choice, of course, and get ready to level up your change management skills with Del Nakai, Senior Director of Global Enablement at MariaDB. Del, welcome to the State of Sales Enablement. So great to have you here. Felix, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited for our conversation today. So Del, today I want to talk to you about change management because it's always a hot topic, especially in times like these where Technology pops up left, right, and center. We've got all sorts of dynamics on a macroeconomic level to deal with, obviously. But before we dive really into the nitty-gritty of change management, please give us a, a bit of background about yourself, about your career, where you've come from, why you're passionate about change management, and what you do now, please. Sure. So I have a unique blend of experiences that I feel has really helped me with my roles in revenue enablement. And it's a combination of sales, organizational development, learning and development, and of course, revenue enablement. And the reason I'm so passionate about change management, because I think it's inextricably linked to how we enable an organization. And we're going to dig into that today. Currently, I'm the Senior Director of Global Customer and Revenue Enablement at MariaDB, which is a database company. Awesome. So I am actually familiar with database companies just through my work as a consultant. And I can confirm there's lots of change management going on in conversations with clients in particular. Absolutely. Del, just to set the scene, what is change management and how is the concept related to sales enablement? That's a great question. And I think similar to the concept of coaching, change management can become a buzzword. So it's really important to understand exactly what it means. So specifically for me, it's basically how you prepare for, drive, and manage change and also sustain change. And that can seem very straightforward. That sounds simple enough, but it is not simple at all. Change usually involves people and behavior and, and people are complex. So I look at some of the headwinds and tailwinds with just change in general that we face within the enablement function. So some of the headwinds I experience that I'm sure a lot of our listeners probably experience as well include, first, there's a status quo bias. So typically, in the absence of being pushed outside of our comfort zone, we revert back to what we know what's comfortable, right? And in addition to that, sometimes there can be widespread complacency at companies. If things are kind of status quo going well, generally speaking, people may not be compelled to make a change. So those are some of the headwinds. In terms of some of the tailwinds, if you're not familiar with the concept of the forgetting curve, you've probably experienced it, but you may not be familiar with the concept of it. 
So typically within 24 hours, we lose about 70% of what we just learned. And within a week, it's about 90% of what we learned. So we're often dealing with this in enablement, having to reinforce learning. And also with behavior change, if we're trying to make something sticky, it means turning it into a habit. And on average, it might take about two months to develop a habit. But let's say you're focusing on skill building and discovery skills. If they're not getting daily at-bats, it might even take longer than two months to really make that a habit. And the reason it might seem kind of intuitive at this point, it's so important to sales enablement or revenue enablement as a whole, is because oftentimes we're brought into organizations to help them elevate where they are on the maturity curve and really be able to drive revenue growth, which involves a lot of change. So we want to be mindful of that. We want to be successful. There's a lot of conversation right now around enablement ROI and metrics and really tracking our impact. Before we could do any of that, we have to manage change effectively, which is why it's so important to what we do in enablement. So just to make this more tangible, so you mentioned learning and training, but what are some of the examples of change management projects that are driven by sales enablement? Sure. So this can be varied. And with change management, the beauty of it, you can apply certain aspects of it depending on the scope and the level of change that you're trying to initiate. So basically, the examples can include new technology. So let's say you're implementing a new content management system. You can use a framework to help you really make sure there's proper adoption there. Let's say it's sales methodology or strategic account planning. There's so many different varieties of the areas that we focus on, and it could be relevant to a lot of them as well. It doesn't have to be executed fully for every single initiative that you take on, but really looking at that scope is important. A sobering statistic is that 70% of initiatives fail, either because there's poor change management or no change management. So again, really critical for us to look at this overall with our enablement strategy as a whole. If we take those examples that you just mentioned around change management initiatives, what are typically the phases that we need to consider and the phases that we need to focus on in effectively navigating change? Yeah, great question. I think Simon Sinek said it best, start with why. That's the very first place you really want to start with. So top-down communication around why this change, why now? I try to take a waterfall approach of making sure every level of management really understands the change and can communicate about why that is. The other aspect in that first stage is also addressing fears, concerns, reservations. It's important to air that out as opposed to brushing it under the rug, so to speak, and really helping people understand that this is actually meant to be beneficial to them, which is really the next stage is helping people understand what is the benefit to them, what's in it for me, essentially. So having those conversations as revenue leaders is really critical in the change management process. And then you introduce people to what that change is, that initial enablement, that initial training. And of course, that doesn't lead to immediate change and it doesn't lead to mastery. So you have to really make sure that you reinforce that skill and ability with regular coaching and reinforcement. That's a really key piece of any change management initiative, as well as reinforcement, whether it's revenue enablement, leading some of that reinforcement effort or working with leaders to really reinforce that enablement. Those are some of the key components that I focus on, but even that is not fully the big picture of what you need to look at for change. So looking at your culture, your processes, your tools currently, what are you using? Organizational structure can impact it as well. So there's a lot of different aspects to really be 
looking at and evaluating along with any strategic initiatives that you're looking at implementing and changes you're hoping to make. So especially what you said in the beginning in terms of starting with why and getting that buy-in from stakeholders, I think there's a lot of junior enablers or people that aren't as experienced in enablement and they might just be starting out the sales enablement function for the first time for the organization. What would you say to those enablers who are just starting off and might not have the seniority necessarily that would give them a lot of influence in the minds of their stakeholders? What would you say to them to effectively manage that front end piece of getting that buy-in from those senior stakeholders? So I think sharing some of those initial statistics that I mentioned can be really impactful in helping your stakeholders, your executives understand the importance of managing change effectively. So the statistic around the number of initiatives that fail 70% is by John Cotter, who's a well-known thought leader in the field of change management. And I've heard it go as high as 85% of initiatives fail. So certainly your stakeholders want you and your team to succeed so they can succeed. You know, the goals are aligned. So starting with some of those metrics and really help them understand what it's going to take to make those changes can hopefully open up the conversation for you to influence some of the ways that you move forward with leading strategic change. On top of that, are there any other considerations for enablers when managing change? And are there any tips you can share or potentially from your experience, any mistakes to avoid that are typical pitfalls for enablers? Yeah, I think initially when you try to adopt a change management methodology, the first thing to do is just keep it simple. Do something that makes sense that's fairly intuitive because some of the mistakes that I've seen people make is you keep it to just the enablement team. So once you identify the framework that works for your organization, your company, you really want to institutionalize that methodology across the board. Larger companies might have an entire change management function. Short of that, you really want to work with different stakeholders, executives, the HR department, even your revenue leaders, really educating everyone to speak the same language when it comes to managing change. So that's one of the pitfalls that I definitely encourage people to be mindful of. Another is around coaching. So I mentioned the importance of that to managing change. Building any kind of skill is going to require regular coaching and reinforcement from that perspective. And sometimes we take for granted that everyone understands what coaching is. I think a lot of people think that they coach, but coaching ultimately comes down to helping the other person identify solutions themselves. And of course, you can guide them. You can provide your own perspective on things as well but really helping to educate and enable your revenue leaders to understand how to coach effectively. With that in particular, there's a natural fight or flight response that goes along with any kind of constructive feedback that we give. So being able to disarm that person and make sure that it's a productive conversation in a safe environment can go a long way in helping someone really build that skill. And then the final piece in terms of what to just stay conscious of is we have to manage change with our revenue leaders just as much as we do with the organization as a whole and the individual contributors. So you may have some resistance, some opposition from your revenue leaders that you absolutely want to address first, because again, they're going to be a critical part of reinforcing the initial message, the initial why at the beginning of any change effort. So you want to make sure you're mindful of that in your process overall. Hmm. And you mentioned coaching initially as 
one of the capabilities that are important to effectively navigate that change process from a reinforcement point of view. From your point of view, I mean, it seems like there's some organizations that are more likely to succeed in navigating change than others. What would you say are the differences between those organizations, especially if enablers really want to become good at change management and want to set themselves up for success and might be looking for a role right now? Like, what are some of the signs to look out for if you want to work for an organization that is likely to succeed in change management? I love that question. I think... The first thing I would look at and talk to those leaders about is what are some of the recent strategic changes that you've made and why? What was the outcome of some of those changes? And I mentioned that in particular because there can be a lot of change fatigue, which is very common at different organizations. Change takes time. It's a process. Enablement is a process. So for someone to initiate change and not see the outcomes that they're looking for immediately, it's very easy to jump to the next thing. And then it just becomes this revolving door of change that can impact everything from morale to employee retention to just overall willingness to change. So that can build up a lot of resistance. I think that question can be really informative to help someone evaluate whether or not that company is right for change. I think the other aspect is just the learning and coaching culture within that organization, asking questions about do you have a coaching culture? What does that actually look like? How are you guys coaching your teams? Do you use a framework? So being able to understand if there is a learning and coaching culture at that organization can really inform you as to whether or not they are ready to make those changes. And of course, they may not have made some of those changes necessarily or had that culture set up. But if there is an openness to that, if there's a recognition that there's a gap there, then that might be a ripe situation for you to jump into and, and navigate with them. So I personally wholeheartedly believe that sales enablers need to understand the ins and outs of change management and also need to make an effort to actually understand that body of knowledge that is out there under the label of change management, right? But if we look at sellers, right? Sellers, especially in complex sales, like I believe that is the case for your organization. Absolutely. They also need to be change managers in a sense that they need to take their prospects on a journey, understand what they're trying to achieve, explain to them why it makes sense to change and then guide them on their journey, right? And then obviously through strategic account management, then also reinforce the change and help them to really be successful with your solution. Do you think it makes sense to actually teach change management methodologies to sellers? Or is that something that makes more sense to be baked into the sales methodology without the seller actually being conscious of that they are practicing change management? What do you think is the right approach there? You're asking some great questions. I love this. So I think it's an important topic to address with sellers and customer enablement is real, especially depending on the solution that you're selling. For us, it is an infrastructure cost that does require change management efforts. Similar with my previous company as well, there are processes and systems and tools in place for decades that we're trying to have them kind of come out on the other side of and be willing to adopt something different and new. So I do think there's a lot of value in enabling sellers on change management methodology. And in fact, we started tackling our methodology at the same time as we were looking at how we enable our customers at my previous company to manage their change. So it is a very important topic for them to have an understanding of and awareness about 
and be able to bring that into their conversations, asking questions like, how do you typically manage change internally? How do you guys drive adoption internally when there's a new technology? What are some of the challenges you faced? That can be really informative to help you be that thought partner to that customer who you're speaking to, to make sure that you're able to help them manage and navigate that change just as well. Now, a lot of enablers that are listening right now who might not have been as familiar with change management before listening to this episode might be all motivated now and really fired up to learn more about the topic. Are there any resources or frameworks you have come across that you can recommend? And especially in terms of frameworks, are there any you can recommend that you've successfully used in the past? Absolutely. For me personally, I went with ADCAR, which is a model by Prosci. And the reason I chose this model in particular was my team and I were seeing some challenges with adoption and reinforcement. And we wanted to figure out what's the best way for us to help our internal organization navigate and manage change and really sustain it because ultimately that is what we're after. And this approach was very, very intuitive. And we were already doing some of those steps. It just helped to formalize it. So ADCAR is the one that I'm personally certified in just for me to, to gain knowledge around how to best move different change initiatives forward with that framework. And I mentioned John Cotter earlier, there's an eight-step model that he's developed that could be really valuable. The thing about change management is there are various methodologies and frameworks that you can use. Similar to sales methodology, you can actually integrate different components of the different frameworks to make it work for your company and your needs as a team as well. So don't be shy about trying different methodologies and seeing what works for you. Awesome. Del, I've learned a lot. Thank you so much for sharing your rich experience with myself and our listeners. If anybody wants to connect with you online after listening to this episode, where can they find you? I'm actually very active on LinkedIn. And this year in particular, I started to post some enablement insights just to be able to continue to give back to the community. And I'm also constantly learning myself. So I welcome you to connect with me and reach out and, and share your insights as well. Felix, I love your podcast. I learned so much from other guests that you bring on and really appreciate being here as a guest with you. Thank you so much, Del. Thank you.